Coming up next on Rugby Wrap-Up, George Hook, Brian Ray, and Matt McCarthy. Everybody, welcome back to Rugby Wrap-Up. Matt McCarthy at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City, Midtown Manhattan, talking rugby. And again, I have the pleasure of two great names in rugby, Mr. George Hook calling in from Dublin and Mr. Brian Ray of America's Rugby News calling in from Halifax, Nova Scotia. George, let's start with you. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Yes, thanks, Matt. And it looks like you've uh, changed your studio a little bit where you're, you're looking right at us. Yes, uh, actually behind me, which you can't see, but if you change the kind of program you're doing, I can show you Ingrid's uh, underwear hanging out to dry just behind me. So just let me know whether you want to do rugby or ladies' underwear. I can accommodate you on either topic. I think that we can probably combine the two in some fashion. Maybe I'm just putting it out there. Maybe you and women's underwear tossing a ball around. Yeah. (laughs) I'm a keen fan of women's underwear, I must say. Um, what do you want to ask me anyway? Because there's little or nothing going on over here. Well, yeah, there's, there's nothing going on in rugby these days. But first, let's welcome our, our Canadian friend who's fro- freezing up there by now, uh, Brian Ray of America's Rugby News out of Halifax, Nova Scotia. Brian, welcome. <laughs> it's good to be back another week before a, this uh, departure off to Japan. Not quite snowy here yet, but uh, that's okay. If it snows while I'm away, I don't care. Let's get beyond uh, the hellos, fellas, and get right down to the nitty-gritty. Brian, America's Rugby News had an article that was spawned from your your efforts. Uh, it wasn't exactly the shot heard around the world when, I want to say, the Nova Scotia, they banned rugby or canceled the rugby program in the high schools, and then you, with a big meated fist, went harumph, wrote about it. It, it got some international play. Bring us up to speed. Yeah, so, uh, you know, in the spring, they canceled uh, the rugby high school season rather abruptly. I was actually going to referee a game and got the call that said my, my uh, I was packing my bag and they, they called me up and said, hey, your game's been canceled. They've canceled all the rugby. Uh, anyways, uh, a big uproar uh, from the community, from everybody around the province. Uh, and it was reinstated uh, just a few days later, uh, thanks to kind of some political intervention. But it was reinstated under the control of the uh, the provincial rugby union, rugby Nova Scotia, instead of the, the high school as an official high school uh, uh, curriculum team. Uh, So recently they had a a vote uh, passed unanimously that they would bring uh, rugby back under the NSSAF, that's the Athletic Federation's banner, as a full uh, sport uh, under some stipulations, uh, I guess the most notable of which is that uh, they're lowering the tackle height to where it is now with uh, right at the shoulder level. They're going to lower it to the waist level. So that's the the most notable uh, change as it comes back in. All right. Hey, George, is this just another nail in the coffin of rugby as we know it? Or is this something that might lead to giving some life to the game? Yeah, well, first of all, um, interesting to talk about a shot that was heard around the world. I I don't think Halifax, Nova Scotia is going to be heard around the world. Uh, In fact, it is a complete we don't know anything about it in (laughs) Ireland. And I suggest in Europe at this point. But 
<laughs> but from little acorns, great oak trees grow. And I think increasingly there's going to be a move, and it's interesting this is high school, there's going to be a move by the parents, and particularly the, the mothers, uh, to make this game safer at high school. And, and I'm watching every Wednesday and Saturday, I'm watching high school under 15s rugby because I have a grandson, and I'm watching high school rugby under 16 because I have another grandson. Uh, and they are tackling with all the ferocity that's going to happen in Japan in the next couple of weeks. So to bring this in, and some very distinguished people are supporting it, like Dr. Mick Malloy, former Ireland's uh, lock forward, who is uh, an orthopedic surgeon. Malloy has constantly campaigned um, for below waist level tackling. So this might be a small thing, but it could get bigger. And me personally, I'd love to see it get bigger. I'm I'm on the fence about this. I'm thinking, you know, is the way it's the waist, right, Brian? Yeah, it's at the waistline, so it's not it's not below the waist. We're we're going to be accepting uh, tackles at the belly button and lower, so it's not <laughs> going to be like you you have to tackle down at uh, you know the the ankles or knees or something like that. But it is you know considerably lower than than where it is right now. So it'll be there'll be new there'll be new uniforms obviously issued with the midriff showing <laughs> so that you can see the belly button. A, a nod back to uh, old pro rugby from a couple of years ago. <laughs> but what, what are we talking about here? I mean, this is – that's why I'm, I'm thinking just below the chest because if you have a referee that's now got a determined belly button area, it's oh, like yeah. the strike zone in baseball <laughs> here in the United States and up in Canada. Well, that's right, and that's it's kind of the uh, the thing with this is how exactly is this going to be implemented in practical terms? It sounds great, and you know whatever they want to you know might reduce uh, concussions is that's that's a suggestion anyways. But you know as as officials, how do we uh, adjudicate exactly where the okay line is, and and once it gets above that, is it a penalty? Is it a yellow card? Where where we stand? So that's kind of things that we're going to have to sort or sort out rather before the season starts. Uh, only Americans and Canadians could have this discussion. And turning it into something utterly complicated when, in fact, it's unalterably simple. It is for high schools, number one. It's not for the Rugby World Cup. It's not for professionals. And um, Rugby is really one of the very few games in which the, the 15-year-old boy or girl is playing precisely the same game as the million-dollar professional. And, and that just isn't going to work anymore because people are not going to accept it. So if your referee gets it wrong by two inches above the navel or below because Halifax under-15s are playing Vancouver under-15s, who cares? I would I say mean, the coaches from Vancouver versus yeah. Halifax. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like, what about what we're talking about is how many dead kids, and don't accuse me of exaggerating, because we are seeing dead people in France in the last 18 months. We've seen dead women in the last three years in Britain. How many dead people must there be before we start doing something about it? And guys like me, you know, get shoveled over in a corner like, you know, that's the lunatic hook guy. 
but somebody is going to have to call a halt at schoolboy level. Don't forget, New Zealand did this. They had one Saturday afternoon, it's called Black Saturday, they had a rash of uh, massive injuries in the scrum. At that point, the schoolboy scrum, it didn't matter how far forward it went, they brought it back to a yard and a half. It could only move a yard and a half in any direction. That law is now worldwide because they, they, they made an effort to depower the scrum. Why can't we depower the tackle? What's so complicated about it? At the moment, you're asking referees to make a decision about the shoulder. Well, every Saturday afternoon on television, I'm seeing a referee make a decision about a tackle. Either he says something and issues a yellow card, or he flagrantly doesn't issue a yellow card. And particularly if it's own foul, there's no way he issues yeah. a yellow card. Yeah. So therefore, what's the difference between uh, legislating for shoulders and legislating for navels? I see absolutely no difficulty in this. None whatsoever. And I just hope it's in Ireland next week. Brian, how are they going to implement it? Are they going to train the referees over or are they going to just show them videotape? What's the story there? Yeah, so we'll have a meeting and we'll, uh, you know, we'll run some video sessions and then we'll we'll actually we'll be sending out referees and, uh, you know, and other uh, coaches, senior provincial coaches to each and every high school side and their coaches and showing them, OK, this is how, you know, we'd like you to, you know, to not only coach the tackle, but this is what's going to be acceptable. So, uh, yeah, it'll be, uh, you know. We'll be meeting with everybody and making sure that all the stakeholders and everybody is on the same page for this. So, uh, you know, as you suggested, I think uh, on on our website there there was going to be some there are going to be some players who will, will will draw a little you know some more tack or penalties from this because they're used to tackling a little higher. But uh, you know, overall, it's probably uh, a good thing to bring this down and get everybody on this page now. And hey, this could be coming to senior rugby. I wouldn't I wouldn't write that off uh, just yet. It could be coming to senior rugby down the line. All right, uh, before we uh, jump ahead, I I have to make one observation there, Brian. Uh, is your dryer broken because you're just hanging a shirt to dry on that door <laughs> behind us? No, no, I'm headed to the other side of the world here, so I'm just pretending that it's kind of, you know, flipped upside down. Also, I like to see ah. the whole jersey in its, in its splendor. I didn't want to cut out those uh, those lovely sleeves that say Canada on them. Right, have you been vaping again? Is that what the, that's the result of? Because <laughs> it's no good. Uh, George. Over in your neck of the woods, BOD, a.k.a. rhymes with God, Bod, Brian O'Driscoll, came out and uh, made a statement about testing 15-year-olds. We, we were talking about 15-year-olds. What's your opinion on that? Well, one thing is absolutely certain, uh, that um, when, when I was 15, uh, I went to the cinema with Mary Jones, and I lit a cigarette, and I kissed her, and she said, I don't like the taste of your mouth, and I gave up cigarettes immediately. But every 15-year-old uh, 63 years ago was trying cigarettes. Now they have a greater choice of stuff to try. Um, I, I think O'Driscoll is, you know, he's, last week his big story was Ireland are going to win the World Cup. This week his story is uh, we've got to test 15-year-olds. I think he's actually trying to be relevant as a television commentator. And he hasn't once come out and talked about the elephant in the room, which is the whole state 
of the coach's selection for the World Cup, and now the injury problems to beset Ireland. So I think Bard should concentrate on those kind of issues rather than testing 15-year-olds. All right, but you didn't answer the question. What's your feeling on well, testing 15-year-olds? Of course you don't test them. Of course you don't. Unless There's it's no in- way to test them. Unless it's mathematics. Then you test them. No, if you want no, no. If you want to test them, let the state do it, but not rugby. If, if, if a school decides that it's going to bring in mandatory testing for every pupil who walks through the gate, that's fine by me. If the Department of Education in Ireland says that there is mandatory testing for boys and girls once they reach 15 in every school in Ireland, I'm fine with it. But don't pass the buck to rugby and let Gaelic football get away with it. Let soccer get away with it. Let hockey get away with it. All you're going to see is if you bring in mandatory testing of 15-year-olds, you're, you're going to just put another nail in the whole thing of schoolboy and schoolgirl rugby. Uh, I, valid points, my friend. Valid points. I, I kind of I, I can see... Uh, Brian O'Driscoll's point about testing the kids, but I, I, I lean your way on that. Brian, do you think they're going to implement drug testing of kids in rugby anytime soon up in Canada? No, I can't. I can't imagine parents actually allowing that to take place. No, I, I really can't see that happening up here. Uh, let me ask Steve, uh, Steve Lewis's stand in uh, the skeleton over here, Steve. He's, uh, he's got nothing to say. All right, gentlemen, we're out of time on this segment, but I want to thank you. And, the three of us are coming back, along with uh, Steve Lewis's proxy, in another segment, ladies and gentlemen, about the Rugby World Cup, including our picks for our determined round one. And on that note, I want to thank you, George, for coming on again. Okay. And Brian? He's off to Japan, ladies and gentlemen. On, and on behalf of Mr. George Hook, Brian Ray, and Mr. Steve Lewis's proxy, I'm Matt McCarthy here at the Fantasy Sports Network Studio 34 in New York City for Rugby Wrap-Up, signing off, but check out our other segments.